Hello again and welcome to the International Soccer Podcast by uh, Canada Soccer Files. I'm Kevin. And I'm Connor. And today we are doing Group C of African Cup 2023 qualifying, which is already underway. Yeah, we actually did a series uh, on teams for the uh, African Cup back in uh, earlier this year. Um, and we'll be changing our format a bit as a result. Uh, rather than repeating what we podcasted there, uh, we'll be providing a link in the show notes as well as the time uh, at which each team is discussed in that podcast. So uh, interested listeners can go to soccerfiles.captivate.fm or just look up uh, Soccer Files Canada. That's Soccer Files uh, with a PH in the middle rather than an F. And uh, if you look at the show notes, you'll be able to uh, just click on the link for the podcast. So we'll repeat that address uh, at the end there. And the teams, uh, the only team we actually covered uh, in Group C is Cameroon. Right. Um, And that information um, will be a bit more detailed World Cup overview and a detailed look at the finals of African Cup tournaments, which we'll only cover briefly here. Uh, This time, we will be focusing on African Cup qualifying campaigns and recent history. So uh, for teams that were not covered in the earlier set of podcasts, we'll give a bit more complete history here. That's right. Okay, well, there are three sections uh, in this podcast. So um, tell us about the first one, Connor. So we'll begin with a look at who is in the group, uh, which pot they came from, and some geographical information about each country. Right. And then part two will be a team by team overview. It's the longest section with a quick review of their participation and major achievements, an overview of their African Cup history, unless we covered that uh, before, like we did for Cameroon, a deep dive into their African Cup qualifying history, and then a summary and a sense of their recent form. Uh, We also did um, a deep dive into uh, players uh, for that African Cup but we're really going to take a brief look at their players here uh, with a particular focus on who's been scoring for them. And then in part three, we'll end with a comparison of the teams through their head-to-head meetings and FIFA and ELO rankings. That will launch us into a discussion of their prospects and our predictions. Uh, and thrillingly, we can check how accurate we are uh, by checking the first two sets of the six-set qualifying, uh, which took place in June. Uh, one of us has not looked at the results, so specific predi- predictions can be made then checked. Actually, have you looked at the results, Connor? I have not. Oh, good. I haven't either. I have the uh, web page up, so uh, it'll be kind of fun if neither of us really know. All right. Bring what it happens. On. Yeah. Uh, so at the end, we'll again provide uh, the links so that those who want to delve more into the history on the teams can uh, check the previous podcast. But again, if you look up Uh, Should we say Soccer Files Canada or Canada Soccer Files, Connor? I think both will work, but we'll say Soccer Files Canada. Okay. And uh, today I'm wearing black, but I got to kind of confess to a mistake. Uh, I thought I was uh, kind of representing the black stars. And I also thought Namibia had uh, black in their their flag, but maybe I mixed it up with Kenya. Kenya's the only team with uh, black here. So I'm representing Kenya today. All right. Well, I'm wearing navy green, which is the color of Cameroon. Uh, it's a good choice because they all have some green in there. That's right. All right. Okay. Well, let us move on to part one. 
uh, and just introduce the teams by pot number. All right. So the first team from pot one is Cameroon. Uh, the pot two team is Kenya. From pot three, we have Namibia. And then finally, we have Burundi in, from pot four. Okay. And just as an initial impression, uh, Connor, do you agree with those pot numbers? Um, certainly for Cameroon as a seeded team. Um, none of the other three were in the, the most recent African Cup, and um, but have been in African Cups in the past. So I, I kind of view them as fairly similar. Um, but what do you think? Uh, I think we're going to see that they are fairly similar, which will make this a really interesting group. Uh, I think I might put uh, Namibia a, a, a bit higher than Kenya, though. Oh, interesting. Well, we'll take yeah. a look at both those teams. Yeah, we'll have to see uh, uh, the history Um uh, there, I may actually change my mind. But let's take a look at some of the geography here. Where are these countries in Africa? Uh, beginning with Cameroon. So yeah, Cameroon is a mid-sized African country um, with a population of 28 and a half million. Um, so it's mid-sized in terms of area, but 14th um, out of 54 in Africa in terms of population. All right, and I'm going to try to paint a picture of, uh, of where it is. So, uh, as Connor said, a mid-sized country located in uh, central West Africa. That's where the east to west coastline becomes a north to south coastline. And it's surrounded by six countries as well as the Atlantic Ocean. So, if we imagine the center of the, company, uh, center of the country as the middle of a clock, uh, going clockwise from 9 o'clock to 12 o'clock uh, to the west is Nigeria. From 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock on the north is Chad. From two o'clock to three o'clock on the kind of northwest is Central African Republic. At uh, five o'clock is uh, Congo. I should have said uh, two o'clock to four o'clock is Central African Republic. Uh, five o'clock down in the southeast is Congo. Six o'clock to the south is Gabon. Seven o'clock Equatorial Guinea. And from seven o'clock to nine o'clock is the Atlantic Ocean. Whoa. Surrounded by a lot of countries. Uh, how about Kenya? All right, so Kenya is, is also another mid-sized uh, country in terms of area, but has a much uh, larger population than Cameroon. Uh, 50, almost 54 million people, which ranks it seventh on the continent. Wow, uh, a lot of people in a, in a relatively small space there. Uh, it's in the north-central east of Africa. Uh, it's surrounded by five countries and has the Indian Ocean on its east. So again, if we imagine it as a clock, uh, we're going from 11 to 1 o'clock, where Ethiopia is. From 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock on the east, Somalia. 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock is the Indian Ocean. And 5 o'clock to 8 o'clock uh, below is Tanzania. And from 8 o'clock to 11 o'clock on the west is uh, Uganda. And 11 o'clock, just uh, a little piece of South Sudan. Uh, okay, we'll move on to Namibia. All right. Uh, Namibia, kind of opposite of Kenya. It's a large country by area at over 800,000 square kilometers, which ranks it 15th in the continent. Um, but it has a small population of just two and a half million people, uh, which is 41st. Um, so uh, big country, small population, but it is it is mostly desert. Right. Yes, and it's in southwest Africa. It's surrounded by four countries on the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, again, uh, on the clock, uh, from 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock, 
to the north is Angola. From one o'clock to four o'clock is Botswana. And from five o'clock to six o'clock to the south is South Africa. And from six o'clock to 11 o'clock is the Atlantic Ocean. But um, there's also kind of a an, uh, uh, an arrow, if you will, coming out of the northeast. Do you know about that, Connor? No, I don't. But it's a, a thin sliver of the country that kind of protrudes into the into the middle of Africa. So it's a kind of an unusual shape. Yeah, something political, uh, I'm sure. All right, the last country is Burundi. All right, Burundi is a, a small or even tiny country. Um, in kind of Central Africa um, at just 27,000 square kilometers. So 50, 45th out of 54 countries. Um, but it has uh, almost 12 million people, um, which ranks it kind of in the middle of the pack. So um, again, higher population density. Um, yeah. All right. And as Connor said, it's kind of in the center of Africa. It's landlocked. Uh, but surrounded by uh, just three countries. So on the clock, uh, at 12 o'clock to the north is uh, Rwanda, a small country. And from one o'clock to six o'clock on the east is Tanzania. And from six o'clock to 12 o'clock on the west is uh, Congo, uh, Democratic Republic of Congo. All right, now uh, there's a lot of numbers and stuff there. So uh, Connor, do you want to just kind of give us an overview comparing the sizes? Yeah, so um, largest country by population is Kenya, 54 million people. Uh, Cameroon, 28 and a half. Um, and then uh, Burundi, 11, or I guess almost 12 million people. And Namibia, 2.5. So kind of decent gaps in all, uh, you know, between the populations. No, no country really that similar to another. Yeah, I didn't realize Namibia uh, had such a small population, actually. Because uh, it is the largest uh, by size, right? It is, yeah. It's the largest by size by by some stretch. And Burundi, uh, significantly smaller than the others. Yeah, interesting. Okay, well, let's move on to the team-by-team -team comparison uh, or, or team-by-team, -team, um, uh, what would we call it, a look? Team-by-team. <laughs> uh, team. Uh, beginning with Cameroon, uh, do we have a name, a nickname for them? They are the Indomitable Lions. Of course, that's right. And I do hear, hear that uh, referred to during yeah. tournaments. Yeah, let's uh, begin with just an overview of their participation and achievements. So they are a first-tier African team, although they haven't always been that way. Uh, their pattern is different than other stronger teams in Africa. Uh, in that they have more defined patches of strong and weak periods. Uh, they entered World Cup qualification in 1970, and they participated uh, without interruption since. And they've also been very consistent in African Cup participation, uh, first entering in 1968 and never failing to complete a qualification. How about their major achievements? In terms of achievement, they've reached the World Cup seven times, uh, their best performance was in 1990 when they reached the quarterfinals. Uh, regionally, they are one of the strongest teams in Africa, having won the African Cup five times, including twice in a row in 2000 and 2002. All right. And uh, they were the hosts of the African Cup uh, this year. Now, we're going to skip the World Cup overview, but we did cover that in our previous podcast. So you'll find a link in the show notes. And we're going to go directly just to their 
most recent campaign in 2022? So yeah, they received a buy in round one of three, which is really just a preliminary round. Um, in the group stage, they suffered a loss in Ivory Coast, but otherwise won all games, uh, showing more consistency than Ivory Coast um, against Mozambique and Malawi to finish first uh, in the group stage. Um, in the playoff, they met Algeria. Uh, they lost the home leg 1-0, um, but won by the same score in the second leg. Uh, the matter went to extra time where they seemed to have lost when Algeria scored at 118 minutes. But a goal at 120 plus four snatched the advancing spot um, by giving them more away goals. Wow, how tight. Yeah. Okay, so they are in the World Cup uh, uh, at the end of this year. And we'll be previewing, uh, we'll be doing a set of podcasts, so we'll be revisiting Cameroon at that time. Again, uh, the African Cup kind of overview, uh, we're going to... Uh, skip that uh it's in the previous podcast because we're going to look at the african cup uh qualifying in detail um would you like to start us off or shall i begin connor i'll take it away um so cameroon joined in 1968 uh the addition that expanded the tournament to eight teams and though they failed that year they made the cup on their second attempt in 1970 and their third by dint of hosting they would miss the next four cups though passing the first round of two-team uh, knockout qualification only in 1974, uh, Zaire, Togo, Congo, and Guinea uh, handing them their walking papers. All right. Well, I'll pick it up in 1982, uh, which began a strong, uh, sorry, began a string of successful qualifications, which included two title wins. Uh, and that those title wins, of course, qualified them automatically for following tournaments. Uh, only 1986 had involved the group stage, but from 1992, when the tournament expanded to 12 teams, uh, the system of qualification became a group rather than a knockout system. And in that group in 1992, they went uh, undefeated despite ties with each other team in their first three matches. Uh, but they failed in 1994 with the same record of three wins, three ties, and zero losses, uh, Gabon edging them out um, in 1994. That was really the only the only time they failed to qualify. Uh, in 1996, uh, the tournament expanded to 16 teams, and they qualified every time until 2010. Uh, I should say until 2000. Uh, no, until 2010, and they were the. Uh, the top finisher in all of their qualifying groups, except for 1996 and 2008, where they advanced in second behind uh, Zaire in uh, 2000, in 1996 and Egypt in, in 2008. Uh, how about 2012, Connor? Sure, so 2012 started a poor period where they failed to qualify twice, uh, finishing what uh, well behind Senegal in 2012 and falling to Cape Verde in 2013 uh, when a quick qualification reverted back to two-team knockout stages. 2015 saw them back in the cup, um, but they fell at the group stage for the first time since 1996. Recovery was quick, though, as they went undefeated in qualification and won the cup unexpectedly in 2017. So we'll see if that put their slump to rest. 
um, and I'll talk about uh, the next two African Cups. Uh, so beginning with 2019. Yeah, I'll just uh, throw in a couple of corrections there. Uh, I called it a slump, uh, even though they won the cup in 2017. But uh, really, they they uh, didn't do well from 2012 to 15. So 2017 was a little bit uh, was a little bit errant. Yes. Well, we'll see how they follow that up. Great. So in 2019, uh, qualification amounted to friendly games as Cameroon was slated to be host. However, those games became more meaningful when hosting rights were taken away uh, in March 2019 uh, due to political tensions in the country. Uh, they won all home games but went winless on the road, losing to first place Morocco and tying both Malawi and Comoros uh, to finish second in the qualifying group. Wow. Um, they did qualify though, and at the group stage they beat Guinea-Bissau in their opener, but it was goalless draws with Ghana and Benin uh, for second place in the group stage. Uh, they lost to Nigeria in the round of 16, uh, which was a disappointingly uh, early exit for the defending champions. Right. Uh, well, they hosted uh, in 2021, after all, so let's see how they did there. Yeah, dis and despite hosting, they went through qualification um, and finished first in the qualifying group, despite being bested by Cape Verde. As tournament hosts, they beat Burkina Faso, uh, and Ethiopia uh, in their first two matches. Uh, Cape Verde proved difficult again, uh, but a tie was enough to finish first in the group stage. They beat uh, a COVID-ravaged Comoros, uh, then the surprisingly successful Gambia to reach the semi-final, where they lost in a goalless draw on penalties to Egypt. Uh, down 3 nothing at the 49th minute against Burkina Faso, they rallied to score two late goals at 85 and 87, then one on penalties uh, to take third place. Yeah, I got to mention that round of 16 game against Comoros. Uh, Comoros was forced to actually play a defender as a goalie, and it, it was kind of quite comical uh, to watch. Everyone was kind of cheering uh, for the goalie, and he made a couple of good saves. Uh, and on top of that problem, they got a, a red card just seven minutes in. So uh, you were kind of cheering for Comoros. And I think... Um, Cameroon scored. They won 2-1. Uh, Comoros got a goal, uh, but uh, Cameroon uh, won 2-1 uh, in the end. Yeah, uh, a thrilling game and, and a really admirable performance by Comoros. Yeah, and I got to say, in the semifinals, and I notice a lot of teams doing this now, kind of sending their uh, inexperienced young players up to take their penalties, and it cost them uh, against Egypt. Yeah, it did. Um, but uh, it was good for them as, as hosts to to take third place match and uh, a thrilling 3-3 tie, as I mentioned. It was a great game. Um, so good for them to to come up with the bronze medal. Yeah, I think they went down 3-0 in that game, yeah. actually. Uh, okay, let's take a look at some of their players. We won't uh, spend too long on this, but um, do you see any uh, names jumping out there, Connor? Well, there's a few, but I have to um, first mention Vincent Abubakar. He scored eight goals and was the leading goal scorer at the 2021 African Cup. Um, I was just an immense player for them. Um, but Carl Toko Akambi um, also chipped in with five goals in that tournament. Um, so very impressive from him as well. Yeah, they have a lot of forwards. They, uh, Christian Basagog is not... Uh, as good as he once was. I think there was one African Cup where he was uh, really impressive. 
and uh, Maxim Chupomoting. Uh, I thought he was a midfielder. Did, did, do you know him? I think he can play both. He, he had a spell with Stoke and with Bayern Munich, so right. different teams. But he can play both. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah, I think he, he was used in more forward positions in the tournament. Right, he, he definitely was. And then uh, Andre Onana, their goalie, uh, I think he was suspended. Uh, 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 kind of a weird little story where FIFA... Um, were investigating his case for eight months and handed down a ruling like the day before the African Cup. Uh, so he was initially suspended, but then uh, allowed to play. Um, uh, um, and they have one immense defender. Um, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm getting mixed up. Anyway, we, we won't... Uh, we won't dally unless you have something more to add. No, uh, I think, like you said, their strength is in the attack. They've got a lot of goal scores, and they showed it really um, at the last African Cup. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're pretty strong uh, all over the field. And um, right, so let's move on again. We did do a detailed podcast of their players uh, before the African Cup. Uh, let's just go to a summary then. And uh, Cameroon is generally a strong team that reaches the World Cup, though is knocked out at the group stage once there usually, except for a famous quarterfinal finish in 1990. And they generally reach the final stages of the African Cup, uh, actually winning it five times. Uh, they do have lulls, though, uh, most recently around uh, 2013 in African Cup play, where they missed two editions in a row. And also in World Cup play recently, missing two editions in a row for the first time since the 19, 1970s. The African Cup win in, in 2017 baffles what had actually been a dip in form since 2012. Uh, their qualifying campaigns have sometimes been solid, but sometimes unconvincing. They measure their form, though, in terms of results in tournaments, and they have been in decline with the exception of 2017. Uh, third place in 2021 uh, in the African Cup was quite good, but they would have wanted to win it as hosts. All right, and that brings us to the end of uh, Cameroon, and let us move on to our second team, uh, Kenya. So uh, how about their nickname? Uh, their nickname is the Harambe Stars. All right. Well, they first entered the World Cup in 1974, and they participated consistently since. Uh, two FIFA bans in 2004 and 2006 for government interference in the sport uh, didn't interrupt their participation, but did require some uh, creative rescheduling of games. They first entered the African Cup 12 years earlier, in, uh, in earlier than, than the World Cup, I should say, uh, in 1962, but they've withdrawn or not entered three times in 1963-1984-1996. In terms of achievement, they have never qualified for the World Cup and have never really come close. They have reached the final round of qualifying three times, but they uh, have always finished in the bottom half of the group. Uh, they have qualified six times for the African Cup, though they have never passed the group stage. All right. And because they didn't participate in the last uh, African Cup, we're going to give a World Cup and African Cup overview, starting with the World Cup. So their first entry into World Cup qualifying was in 1974, and it saw them reach round three of four. 
That proved to be their best performance until 1998, when they reached the final round of qualifying for the first time. In 1990, they took uh, part in their first group stage uh, of qualifying and were undefeated at home. They finished last, however, with too many draws being the reason. Uh, that wasn't the problem in their first final round in 1998, though. It was a competitive campaign going undefeated at home and beating Burkina Faso home and away. Unfortunately, everyone else beat Burkina Faso too, and despite exchanging home wins with Guinea, they finished uh, third behind them and behind the winners Nigeria, who they also tied at home. Uh, their next cup in 2002 saw them knocked out by Malawi at the first step, but they reached the final round in the following two cups. It was three wins at home in 2006, but 2010 just a single win, and they lost all away games uh, and uh, finished in the bottom half of the table um, in last place in 2010. Uh, in 2014, they fell at a semi-final group stage, but did earn two draws, uh, one with group winner Nigeria. And uh, in 2018, they finished also in round two of three. So right. let's see how they did. Uh, sorry, in the uh, uh, in in the recent cup. All right. So they received a bye in round one of three, which was a preliminary round. Uh, they were the second last team to get that benefit. Uh, they lost twice in, um, to group winners Mali, and did well to tie uh, Uganda twice. Uh, they bested Rwanda to finish well ahead of them, uh, but finished third in round two of three. Um, they needed to be group winners uh, to go to the next round. So, um, yeah, another World Cup failure for Kenya. Yeah, that seems to be uh, third place in the group. Seems to be where they they usually land, which is perhaps why I thought them being the second seed was a bit uh, a bit generous. Uh, do you want to do the African Cup overview? Sure. So Kenya have uh, reached the African Cup six times uh, in 1972. Uh, three times in a row from 1988 to 92, in 2004, and then recently in 2019. They came close in their first qualification run in 1962, an interesting campaign where they eventually lost on the drawing of lots. They withdrew uh, from and were disqualified uh, from the next two tournaments and generally lost in the first round of the two-team knockout system, except in 1974, uh, where they reached their first tournament. Uh, 1988 to 94 proved a strong period for them, reaching three cups in a row and coming close in 1994. They managed at best a single tie in the tournaments, though, and have never passed the group stage. Uh, 1996 looked a good opportunity when they were slated to host. However, they withdrew from that and were weak to middling after that, with the exception of a successful campaign in 2004, where they also earned their first tournament win uh, beating Burkina Faso. Right, and uh, really they didn't come close again uh, uh, until a more recent time, but we're going to look uh, in detail at their qualifying. So their first African Cup also proved to be their closest approach to the Cup for years to come, and it's interesting enough to take a closer look at. They were knocked out of qualifying at the first step by Ethiopia, who they lost to 6-1 uh, away, 
but then beat 5-4 at home. Uh, but they were reinstated, however, when Sudan uh, withdrew and they played a final knockout round with Uganda. Each team won away, which was a, a pretty rare occurrence. It still is a rare occurrence in African football. Uh, goal difference had been a decider in the first round, but since both games had been one nothing wins, the only resolution available was the drawing of lots. But... Um, uh, Uganda and Kenya uh, both approached uh, CAF and requested that the, the uh, matter be decided on the field rather than by lots. So um, they played a game which uh, Uganda won. And uh, it kind of established actually playing another game in the case where countries were tied. So uh, a bit of an interesting story there. Kenya would have to wait until 1972 to reach their first cup. Uh, they withdrew in 1963, were disqualified in 65, and knocked out at the first step by Uganda and Tanzania, respectively, in 68 and 1970. Uh, do you want to take over there, Connor? Sure. Uh, qualification was in rounds of two-team playoffs at this time, and they beat Ethiopia and Mauritania in 1972 to reach their first cup. But they were knocked out at the first step every time from 1974 to 1986, with the exceptions of 1980 and 86, where they won the previous round only because the opponents, uh, Tunisia and Sudan respectively, withdrew. So uh, not a huge achievement uh, in the end. Yeah. Um, they earned home points in half of those campaigns and fell to Algeria in 1980 and Egypt in 1982, despite winning the home leg. Right, and, 19, uh, 1988 saw them exchange evenly with Madagascar and Zimbabwe, but come out ahead in both sets to qualify, and that was the first of three cups in a row. The third of those was their first group stage in 1992. Uh, that's something to keep in mind, the tournament expanding to 12 teams and qualification turning to groups. Uh, there in that group, they finished tied on points and on goal difference with um, Mozambique and Sudan, but they advanced in first by dint of scoring one more goal than the other two. Uh, that run would have continued into 1994 with a good campaign, but they finished tied with Zaire on points, uh, but unfortunately behind on goal difference that year. Uh, hosting in 1996 would have been a good opportunity to take advantage of the strong period but they withdrew and were too late to join qualification. They were weaker when they returned in 1998 and finished at the bottom of their qualifying groups for the next three tournaments, particularly bad in 2000 when they managed only two draws. But they surprised in 2004 uh, with a qualification, winning four of their six games. Qualification in 2006 and 2010 was based on World Cup qualification for the same years, and they did not make the cut and a third-place finish in 2008 kept them out of that cup, and middling performances continued after that, usually finishing third in the group. A good opportunity came in 2019 uh, when Sierra Leone dropped out of the group, um, and they needed only to place ahead of Ethiopia to reach the expanded cup. Um, All right. Well, we're going to look at that cup and see whether they did uh, overcome Ethiopia. Um, so a home win um, over group favorites Ghana uh, saw them in first place for most of the campaign. A tie in Ethiopia was no surprise, but did give 
Canada the edge uh, they needed to snatch first place with the late goal in the final game. Uh, however, they finished second in the qualifying group, having beaten Ethiopia at home. Uh, they were unlucky to be set up in the group stage with the two eventual finalists uh, for the 2019 African Cup, uh, that's Algeria and Senegal, and lost to them both. But they did take advantage of their only winnable game and beat Tanzania to finish third in the group stage, uh, though their record was not good enough to advance. Oh, right. Uh, some of the third place finishers advanced, but uh, they weren't uh, weren't one of them. So out of the group stage there. Uh, let's see how they followed up that qualification uh, in their 2021 campaign. Uh, it started off well when they tied eventual group winners Egypt away uh, in their opener and beat bottom finishers uh, Togo on the road um, with their only loss coming uh, in Comoros. Uh, but four-seeded Comoros took second spot because Kenya tied all their home games uh, to finish third in the group stage once again. Yeah, tying too many games is uh, is kind of deadly. Uh, so um, I think Kenya, to be successful, needs to turn some of those ties into wins. Let's take a look at some of their players there briefly. Any familiar names there for you, Connor? Uh, not many familiar names, uh, to be honest. Um, I note that Michael Olunga um, has been a player who scored a uh, number of goals for them in recent campaigns. Um, I believe he plays his football in uh, Qatar. Um, so that's really the only name that kind of stands out for me. But what about you? Yeah, he does play in Qatar. Uh, Victor Wanyama is probably their biggest names. Uh, is he on his way out? I think he is. Um, I think he's he may have retired from the team, but I, I could be wrong. Uh, but I don't think he's appeared for them recently. Yeah, he's a huge, or he certainly was a huge name in Kenya. And uh, my information here is telling me that he hasn't appeared uh, in the last year. All right, well, let's move on to uh, a summary and um, a look at their recent performance. So uh, they are a fairly middling to weak team in Africa, and they do well to reach the final round of World Cup qualifying. Uh, but they're outclassed once there. The same is true in African Cup play, where if they reach the finals, they're out of their depth. Uh, they do have some competitive qualifying campaigns, although some of these are uh, undermined by too many draws, uh, as I said earlier. Uh, as with most African teams, of course, they're much stronger at home. Uh, the Sakafa Cup, which is their kind of local uh, local group in Africa, um, that cup bears mentioning because it has inflated their their rating or ranking in, uh, such that they were a pot two team going into 2023 African Cup qualifying. It shows them to be in good form over the last decade with two title wins, uh, their first since 2000. It is a weak region, though, uh, with them and Uganda ranked as the top teams. It has little impact on their World Cup campaign, which have been middling. Uh, reaching the 2019 African Cup for the first time since 2004 was certainly good. Uh, and that was largely due to the expansion of the Cup to 24 teams. Uh, but beating in Ga beating Ghana in qualifying was a very good result. They were unlucky in that Cup to be paired with the two finalists, as we've mentioned, and have sometimes been unlucky to face teams unexpectedly improving, uh, like Comoros and, uh, in the 2019 Sakafa Cup, Eritrea. Right. Uh, okay, well, we've spent a lot of time on Kenya, so let us move quickly to uh, Namibia. And uh, what's their nickname? 
Uh, their nickname is the Brave Warriors. All right. All right. Well, Namibia is a former colony of Germany. Uh, they were relative latecomers, first entering the World Cup in 1994 and the African Cup in 1996. Uh, but they participated consistently in both of them from then on. Um, how about their achievements, Connor? Well, they've never reached the World Cup. Um, they reached the final round only in 1998 and 2002, uh, finishing last in the group each time, though. They have reached three African Cups. Uh, those were consistently every 10 years in 1998, 2008, and then in 2019, uh, though never passing the group stage. All right. Uh, let's move on to a look at the World Cup overview, since they weren't uh, covered in, in the most recent African Cup. And in World Cup qualification, they usually pass a preliminary round or a first round if it's a knockout, uh, especially if it's with a weak team. Uh, this has led them to a group stage where they earn a few results, usually at home, but uh, they invariably finish last. In recent qualification structures, this means that they don't reach the final round. Uh, they do have some good uh, results at home, though. Uh, like most weaker African teams, including ties with Nigeria, Egypt, and Algeria, uh, Algeria, and a win over Zimbabwe. But as far as their tournaments go, we'll just look at the most recent one in 2022. So Namibia was among the bottom 28 ranked teams required to play in round one of three, which is a preliminary knockout round. Uh, their FIFA ranking was four from the top at 121 while Eritrea was tied ranked at the bottom at 2000 or at 202. So unsurprisingly, they had no trouble with Eritrea in the preliminary round and won both legs uh, home and away. Uh, they did tie or they did well to tie second seeded Congo in both legs and beat Togo away in the group stage, uh, though they lost to Togo at home on, on a late goal in the final match. They lost both to the powerful Senegal and finished third behind Togo, uh, but ahead of Congo in round two of three. Um, but that was not good enough um, to move on. Right, and uh, moving on meant uh, kind of the top 10 teams in Africa, so it was pretty uh, tough to reach that, that level. Uh, let's take a look at the African Cup, beginning with an overview. Uh, do you want to do that one? Sure. So uh, Namibia do slightly better in the African Cup, uh, having qualified three times. Um, each time they had undefeated home records plus a few road results, um, a feat that it, they had also accomplished over 10 games in 1996 qualifying. Their results in the Cups have an uncanny similarity. One draw, one close match, and one heavy loss. Apart from those, their usual pattern is similar to World Cup qualifications. When there is a preliminary or first round with a weaker team, they usually pass, but earn only a smattering of points in the subsequent group stage, and usually finish third uh, rather than last, as is their pattern in World Cup qualification. 2017, for illustration, saw them finish ahead of Niger, uh, but their two wins against them were the only points they got. Um, and shortly we'll see the, if the pattern held over the last two cups. Right. Uh, let's first jump into their African Cup qualifying uh, in more detail. So uh, their first African Cup qualification was the, the five-team uh, group stage in 1996, and they were undefeated at home. 
Uh, that's not as impressive as it sounds since four of the five results were ties and there were no big teams in the group. Angola and Mozambique uh, ended up winning. Namibia finished fourth, earning only one draw on the road. In 1998, they qualified uh, again uh, for the cup. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say again. That was their first qualification. Uh, they were again undefeated at home, including a draw with Cameroon, uh, but finished second thanks mostly to a road win in Kenya. So they had won the preliminary round over Botswana there, and they continued to win preliminary rounds, uh, beating Malawi in 2000, Benin in 2002, uh, but the group stages always saw them finishing last, even behind Chad in 2004. You want to take over? Sure. So the 2006 and 2010 African Cup uh, relied on World Cup results and they did not make uh, those tournaments. In between, though, a good campaign in 2008 saw them winning more than tying at home. And despite being bested by Congo DR, they finished ahead of them to claim top spot and the African Cup ticket. A series of weak campaigns followed and they fell in knockout rounds to Liberia in 2013 and Congo in 2015. 2017 saw them finish ahead of Niger, but their two wins against them were the only points they got. All right, well, let's see how they've done uh, in the last two African Cups, beginning with 2019. So they were in a tight and topsy-turvy qualification group that saw them reach their first African Cup since 2008. They twice beat Mozambique, and the head-to-head -head was what saw them finish second in the qualifying group. They were otherwise bested by group winners Guinea-Bissau, and last place finisher Zambia. In the tournament, they lost narrowly to Morocco in their opener on an own goal at, the, at 89 minutes. And they also lost by a single goal to South Africa. Their heavy loss to Ivory Coast in the third group stage match was not representative of a game they actually dominated in the first half, uh, but they finished last in the group stage, uh, losing all games despite some admirable performances. Yeah, right, okay. Um... Uh, I was just seeing if there's any uh, comments uh, they want to make. Uh, in game one there against Morocco, they, uh, the manager made a fatal substitution at 80, uh, putting on a player who gave up a late free kick uh, and from which the only goal of the game, uh, the only goal of the game came. Um, he also got a yellow card, uh, the only yellow card of the game in injury time. And, uh, uh, I think he scored an own goal actually from that free kick. So it's just a disastrous, uh, a disastrous uh, game for that poor guy. Yeah, you have to feel bad for him. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the uh, African Cup in 2021. So here they came third in the qualifying group stage behind Mali and Guinea. They did beat Guinea in the final game, but otherwise lost all their games to the top two. They beat last place Chad at home. Um, but were awarded the second game uh, after Chad was disqualified. Okay, so uh, third place finish there, and that's fairly standard for them. And we saw the same thing with uh, with uh, Kenya. Do you have an impression of uh, one team being better than the other there? I, I think it's close. They have very similar histories, often finishing third place in the group. Um, so, yeah, difficult to say. Um Maybe a qualifying in 2019. Um, yeah, whether this is a, a period that 
can kind of see them improve on that or kind of go back to their traditional spot and perhaps wait another 10 years um, to qualify yeah. to kind of be in their pattern. Yeah, that's right. Okay, well, uh, we'll just take a quick look at uh, at their players. They're not very familiar because they haven't been in a lot of cups, but uh, any names jumping out at you there? Um, not necessarily among the goal stores, but um, they do have a player with Blackburn Rovers, Ryan Niambe. Oh, okay. um, and then most of their other players um, play locally uh, in the Namibian uh, Namibian League. Right, either that or I think the better ones kind of uh, play in South Africa. Yeah. I want to point out uh, Peter Shaluli is uh, probably their top scorer there. And uh, they have a couple of uh, veteran midfielders, uh, Dion Hoto and um, um, Absalon Limbondi. Uh, well, they have several, uh, but um, none of them are really outstanding. And as you say, they all play for kind of... Uh, um, Namibian or, or at best, South African teams. So let's move on to the summary. Uh, Namibia is consistently a middling team, capable of beating the weaker teams, which usually gets them past preliminary round uh, rounds, but who finish in the bottom half of the tables. In African Cup, though, they rise above this pattern every 10 years or so to qualify for a cup, but they are weak once there and have finished bottom of the group uh, uh, group stage every time. Though strong at home, they tend to tie more there than win, kind of like Kenya there, but uh, converting some of these ties again would be uh, uh, would be what's gotten them to their African Cups. Yeah, a slight improvement has seen them finishing third rather than last in recent qualifying campaigns. Um, it only required a slight improvement in 2019 to finish second and reach the African Cup. Uh, their form in their in their local cup um, has moved in the opposite direction, though, um, where they failed to pass their group stage in 2019 and 2021, having done so for seven editions in a row from 2008 to 18. Yeah, sometimes those local cups can give more uh, more of an impression, especially for teams that get knocked out in early rounds, uh, to really see how they're doing. Uh, you got to turn to those local cups. But we'll move on here to Burundi. And uh, how about a nickname? The nickname is the Sparrows. All right. Well, let's look at their participation and achievements. Uh, they first participated in an African Nations Cup in 1976, but then they weren't seen again until 1990. Uh, and that was the same year they participated in their world, first World Cup qualification. Until 2002, their participation remained irregular but uh, it became consistent in African Cup since 2000. They have never come close to reaching the World Cup and only once in 2018 did they pass the first step in qualifying. Conversely, they've, uh, they've uh, only a few times been knocked out in a preliminary round um, in the African Cup and they usually participate in the group stage of qualifying. Nevertheless, they usually do not come close to qualifying though they have done so recently. All right, so uh, because we didn't cover them in uh, earlier this year, we'll take a quick look at their uh, World Cup history. So in World Cup qualifying, it took until 2018 to go beyond the first round, though that doesn't include it, uh, some group stages. Some, some uh, World Cups started with a group stage. 
Uh, the best of these was their first one in 1994, where they proved competitive, beating Ghana and tying Algeria at home, but nevertheless finishing last behind both of them. Uh, they actually passed in 1998, beating Sierra Leone in both legs of their first round, but then they withdrew due to travel problems. Their results have been poor since, and they were knocked out somewhat shamefully by Lesotho in uh, 2014. Uh, that they went beyond the first round in 2018 does not really show improvement, but uh, it was rather uh, a structure that allowed it. Let's take a look at their most recent campaign in 2022 or for 2022. So they were among the bottom 28 ranked teams required to play in round one of three, which is a preliminary round. Uh, their FIFA ranking was 148 and they met Tanzania ranked 137th. Um, they were close in the rankings and uh, in the games as well. They tied both legs, um, the first at home, and the matter went to penalties where they missed their first three uh, so we're eliminated at the knockouts at the preliminary knockout stage. Wow, a three nothing knockout on penalties. All right, let's see how they've done in the African Cup. Uh, actually, conversely, in African Cup qualification, they've almost always passed the preliminary round. After a failed campaign in 1976, their second qualification in 1994 was impressive tying atop a group with Guinea, but falling just short of the cup when they tied a final playoff game and went out on penalties. That was as close as they would come to a cup until recent times, and their record was one of mostly middling campaigns, uh, finishing in the bottom half of groups. 2002 to 2004, as well as 2015, were particularly poor results, knocked out by Botswana in a preliminary in 2015. Uh, 2019, though, did show improvement, and we'll come to that shortly. Uh, but first, we'll take a look at their African Cup qualifying in a bit more detail. Their first campaign uh, was in 1976, where they beat Somalia in a first knockout round, but lost both legs at Egypt in the second. They did not enter again until 1994, except for 1980, where they entered but withdrew. They returned in 1994 with an impressive campaign, going undefeated and tying on top with Guinea with an identical record. It was resolved in a playoff which went scoreless, and the matter was decided on a penalty shootout, which they lost. That was as close as they would ever come to reaching the cup until recent times. Right. They missed the next two cups, not entering in 1996 and withdrawing in 1998. Uh, things did look promising on their return in 2000, winning both games of a preliminary round with Tanzania and beating Senegal in the opening game of the group stage, uh, causing Senegal to fire their manager. However, they lost all other games and, uh, and actually entered a week period after. They earned only two draws in the group stage in 2002 and lost all games in a tough group in 2004. 2008 saw them undefeated at home, but losing all on the road uh, to finish third of four. The result was the same in 2012 and 2013. Uh, the result was the same in 2012. 2013, they fell in a knockout with Zimbabwe, uh, both teams winning at home, but losing out on the away goals rule. 2015 was a shameful knockout at the hands of Botswana, earning only a draw at home there. 
but they recovered in 2017 with a competitive campaign, finishing second above Namibia, losing at home but winning away, and besting Niger. Let's see if this improvement, though, could be continued into recent campaigns. Well, interesting now that they uh, won a group over Namibia fairly recently. Yeah. Uh, how about 2019? In 2019, they went undefeated through qualifying, tying all games with favorites Mali and Gabon. The consistency saw them take uh, the consistency saw them taking the advancing spot from Gabon, finishing second in the qualifying group. They uh, they beat also beat the weak South Sudan twice. In the tournament, uh, they played well against Nigeria but lost on a single goal at 77 minutes and suffered the same fate against Madagascar, the goal at 76 minutes, though they were less competitive in that game. Uh, Madagascar were the surprise package who eventually mm-hmm. won the group. A red card at 12 minutes undermined them against Guinea in their final game, and they lost despite an admirable endeavor. Uh, they made a good showing in terms of performance, but lost all games and scored no goals, finishing last in the group stage. Oh, okay. Uh, it seems like all of these teams are kind of uh, beyond their depth in the cup uh, there. Let's see how they did in 2021. Uh, they bested Mauritania in the group stage, um, but were in turn bested by Central African Republic. They also lost both games to Morocco to finish uh, third in the group stage, uh, four points behind the qualifying spot. Right, Okay. Uh, let's take a look at some of their players. Um, uh, these probably won't be that familiar to us, except for um, uh, except for the first one, Abdul Razak Fiston. I think he's a fairly big name for them. Yeah, and another name um, with Burundi is Saito Berahino. Yeah, um, I don't. He hasn't scored kind of in recent campaigns, um, but. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a big deal because I think he was capped by England. Well, he was capped by England at some youth level. So a big deal when he decided to uh, put his allegiance behind Burundi. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I think part of the temptation, which I don't agree with, was them making him captain. So uh, he became captain over uh, kind of players who'd been with the team for much longer, like Fiston or uh, Cedric Amisi, who plays in Saudi Arabia. All right. Okay, well, that was a surprise to see Sado Barahino uh, there in the 2019 African Cup, and it looks like he's uh, he is uh, still uh, with them, uh, or still active with them. So that's uh, interesting, especially if they make it into this cup. Uh, let's take a look uh, just in summary then at Burundi. Uh, Burundi's a middling team with some campaigns rising above or falling below that. The early 2000 uh, and 2015 African Cup campaigns were poor results, but their second campaign in 1994 saw them almost reach the Cup, and then in 2019 we saw that they did it. In World Cup play, they've been weaker though. Their best campaign also in 1994 there, but otherwise struggling to get past the preliminaries. A fourth-place finish in their local Sakafa Cup was their best result in that region, and together with the 2019 African Cup's success, suggests recent improvement. However, a true indictment came at the end of the year when they finished last in a Sakafa group behind Eritrea, Somalia, and Djibouti. Ouch! Yeah, three very weak teams. Yeah. 
Uh, in major tournaments, they've returned to a middling level. The jury's still out because they've been mildly competitive. They're always good for points at homes, even from the best teams. Uh, they, like many African teams, are forced to be reckoned with at home, though that yields far more draws than it does wins. Right. I gotta say, I'm a bit suspect of uh, of how seriously we can take those local cup results because, especially if the team has players uh, playing abroad, I kind of doubt those players uh, really go to the local cup. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think they're predominantly um, use local or even just African-based players for those tournaments. They don't get a lot of attention um, in the international football calendar. Yeah. Anyway, that uh, brings us to the end of the team-by-team analysis. So now we're going to move on to part three and uh, look at prospects of the teams and what we think is going to happen. And we'll start off with a a look at the uh, rankings uh, as the qualification began. All right, so beginning with Cameroon, um, they're ranked 37th by FIFA and 56th by ELO. Um, They have received a recent boost to their rankings following their good performance um, in the 2021 uh, African Cup where they finished uh, third as hosts. Um, Oh, I think that takes this into account because I think it's in March, but I don't think it takes their uh, win over Algeria in, in World Cup qualifying into account. Okay, well, that will probably boost it a little bit further, certainly in FIFA, which is kind of more reactive to uh, yeah. the recent games. Um, so that's kind of a high point for them. Um, previously, a high point was in December 2019 when they rose as far as 11th in the FIFA rankings wow. and 19th in ELO. Yeah. Uh, Kenya is 104th in FIFA and 106th in uh, in ELO rankings, so pretty similar there. And... Uh, yeah, they've they've always been kind of below a hundred. I think June, uh, twenty seventeen, they rose up to eighty fourth in FIFA, but uh, they've never uh, really been above a hundred. Uh, not in the last fifteen years or so uh, that we go. Yeah. So um, yeah, the hundred and four, hundred and six. How does that compare with Namibia? Very close, actually. Namibia are one twelfth and one thirteenth. Um, so actually. Kenya were one of the weaker pot two teams and Namibia one of the stronger pot three teams, which is why their rankings are so close. Uh, yeah. um, like Kenya, though, they've uh, never really risen above 100. Um, kind of the the 110 to 120 mark is where they've, where they've been for quite some time. Um, you know, even lower than that, kind of looking a decade ago. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I'm going to be arguing that uh, Burundi is uh, kind of uh, right in there with uh, Kenya and Namibia. But in terms of ranking, uh, they are quite a bit behind. They're uh, 149th in uh, FIFA. Sorry, I think that's actually 139th. Yeah. And 145th in uh, in um, ELO ranking. So, you know, 40, uh, 30 to 40 points uh behind and um not much more to say about that they've always been i guess uh as high as 120 but always been kind of below 120 for the most part yeah so uh i guess i started the discussion uh oh wait wait hold on we have had to head to go before we do yeah. the discussion <laughs> do you want to take us through the uh the uh, actual standings, and then I'll add anything that's significant. Sure. So 
Um, looking first at Cameroon versus Kenya, um, Cameroon has a record of two wins, three ties, and zero losses. So undefeated, but uh, they win less than half their games. Right, uh, but they haven't played since 1998, and they tied twice there. So uh, this is a bit of a fresh, uh, a fresh start for them. Yeah, um, and Cameroon have a two two wins from two in uh, competitive matches against Namibia. Right, and uh, I didn't mention actually that uh, Cameroon, Namibia, and Kenya were all in the same group in 1998, and I can't remember exactly how that turned out. It was Cameroon on top. Oh, it was Namibia because they reached the African Cup in 1998 and Kenya in fourth place. But uh, uh, that's where Cameroon won both of their games against Namibia, the only time they've ever met. Mm -hmm. um, Cameroon versus Burundi. Well, they actually have never met uh, in competitive games. Right. So this will be the first time. And the same is true of Kenya versus Burundi. Uh, so some new appoint opponents for Burundi here. Okay, well, no light uh, shed uh, on their relative strength through that. However, uh, Namibia and Kenya have played each other quite a bit. Yeah, six times, but all fairly recently. Um, Namibia has four wins to Kenya's two wins from their six games. Right, and uh, they did meet in 1998. Namibia won both. Uh, otherwise, they've just exchanged home wins in both cases, most recently in 2014. And then finally, Namibia versus Burundi. They played twice in 2017 African Cup qualifying, um, each winning one game. So they have a 1-0-1 oh, record. Uh, right. And actually, uh, they each won uh, the away leg 3-1. Oh, <laughs> Interesting. But we also saw that uh, Burundi uh, uh, advanced uh, or, or uh, finished first in that group. Uh, am I right there? Uh, Burundi finished, I'm just going to whiz back and check. Uh, they finished second in the group ahead of Namibia. So uh, a bit of an edge there, but uh, surprising. All right, let us move on to the discussion. So I'm not really sure what prompted me to say that um, Namibia was stronger than Kenya. I've kind of changed my mind on that. But I, I, I do see through our discussion that uh, I think Burundi is just as strong as the other two. Yeah, well, um, all teams qualifying for the 2019 African Cup. Um, so they've all kind of have similar records over recent past, all failing uh, last time. Um, but I guess to start with Cameroon, um, I think the rankings show, um, as well as recent history, they're clearly the strongest team in this group. Do you see them dropping points? And if so, where do you see that? Uh, yeah, I see them dropping points. They're a little bit inconsistent. They they can be very consistent sometimes, but all three of these teams are strong at home, and I'm pretty sure uh, they'll be dropping some points on the road. How about you? Yeah, I, I, I see the same thing. I think perhaps the fact that, you know, it is a relatively weaker group, um, perhaps they can take take things a little lightly, knowing they can probably drop points and finish first. So yeah. I don't see them going... Um, you know, undefeated, but I, I don't really see any team really challenging them for, for first place. Yeah, I mean, even if even if somebody does, say, tie them at home or something like that, uh, I don't think it'll discombobulate Cameroon that much. No, but it could have more of, um, more of an impact on the three remaining teams. And I, I agree with you. I think these are three teams that are all uh, 
relatively close. Um, and it should be fairly competitive for that second spot. I think all three teams will view this group as, um, as one giving them an opportunity to qualify for this cup. Yeah, I mean, Kenya is kind of, uh, as we saw, they were kind of boosted a bit by their local cup uh, performance, which has been good. And maybe Namibia was dragged down uh, for the same reason, because they've kind of uh, dropped in the cup. Those local cup results do impact their uh, their rankings. Um, but I don't think they necessarily impact the, the strength of the team because their best players maybe don't play in them. I see all three of these teams as pot three. So as you say, uh, one of them will be happy to, uh, to take second place. Yeah. And I don't necessarily, I actually kind of feel like Burundi has a slight edge, uh, in, in terms of their performance, uh, over the last few cups. Yeah, you think with with Kenya, they they are kind of baffling. They're they're a relatively large, populous, and even um, you know well developed country. But you know, in Africa, um, you know they they feel like a country that should be up there, should be competing with some of the the other bigger and stronger countries in Africa. They haven't really done it in their history, um, but you kind of feel like there's there's an opportunity there for Kenya um, to to perhaps. Certainly with an African Cup expanding to 24 teams, you know, just looking at some of the other factors in the country that they really should perhaps be um, competing at a higher level than they are. They should, and their fans deserve it. I mean, they're, they're a country that loves soccer, and uh, they. Um, um, I just have the impression that they're, they're a bit more of a soccer country than a lot of the other East African countries are. Uh, if we look at Tanzania, is another team that, that should be doing a lot better. Um, uh, I, I would actually like to see them kind of progress on the world stage a bit more. However, uh, unless you have something to add, let's uh, get down to specifics and uh, and fig find out how they did in their actual games. All right, well, this will be interesting as, as neither of us know the results, so they yeah. will be revealed as we go. Right. So what do you think? Oh, who's going to actually look at the result? You or me? I'll let you look at it unless you... Oh. Ouch. Okay. Me too. <laughs> okay. Well, I won't look at them until we've uh, talked about it. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in the first game between Namibia and Burundi? Uh, this is obviously a more important game for Namibia, you know, being at home and, and playing, you know, what is the pot four team in the group. Um, and I think they'll emerge victorious, uh, by a narrow 2-1 scoreline. Right, you're, you're probably right there, but I don't know. I have a kind of a good feeling about Burundi, so I'm going to give them a, kind of an outside chance at a draw here. And, uh, you know, since we got to commit, I'm going to put my money on it and say Burundi uh, gets a draw, although I'm, I'm, I'm working on hope more than fact there. Okay, well, uh, let us see. Oh, my goodness, hang on. I have the wrong page. Uh, I can tell you the result if you would like. Yeah, I, 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 that'd be good. The result was 1-1. One, one. So Ooh. well done with your prediction. Burundi scoring an equalizer in the 88th minute. So oh, I, was, wow. I was almost right, but you were. Um, yeah, no, so no. We were both kind of right in favoring Namibia and an 88th minute goal. Uh, a very uh, good result for Burundi there. Yeah. 
Okay, well, I'll let you start with Cameroon and Kenya. Um, I predict uh, Cameroon should win this game easily at home. I think they'll be motivated to win that to get off to a good start. So I'm going to say three nothing Cameroon. Okay, and uh, I am going to agree with you there. I don't think Kenya has much of a chance. It would be a real shock. So, uh, but I'll say two nothing Ken uh, for Cameroon. Well, I'm prepared to drop a bombshell here because the game was cancelled and Kenya were disqualified Ooh. from qualification. Um, I'm not entirely sure why. Um, however, it looks like the Kenyan Football Federation was suspended by FIFA, which often has to do with political interference. So that may yeah. not always the case. Um, so this has gone from a four-team group to a three-team group. What do you think of that? <laughs> wow, uh, I, I kind of feel embarrassed doing a whole podcast without realizing that, but I was purposely kind of avoiding looking at results uh, in preparation for these podcasts, so a bit of a shocker there. All right. Okay, so, so I guess that just leaves us with uh, Burundi and Namibia probably duking it out for second place, and uh, Burundi has the difficult task of uh, facing Cameroon, but they are at home. What do you think is going to happen there? Um, a good result for them to start, but I, I think Cameroon will will win. Um, I'm going to say 2-0 uh, Cameroon. Okay, I think there's an outside chance of a tie. African Cup, uh, African teams are always strong at home. But uh, this time I won't be, uh, I won't be uh, uh, calling it. I'll call this a 2-1 win for Cameroon. Well, we were both... Um, right in that Cameroon one, but it was one nothing. So Burundi were competitive, um, which is um, yeah, like we said, home a home form makes it difficult for um, even a team like Cameroon uh, going into Burundi. So one nothing Cameroon get the win, but it was competitive. Yeah, honestly, uh, any any win uh, away from home, even for top teams, is is a show of good consistency. So uh, even though it's one nothing, I'm sure Cameroon will be happy. Uh, one of the games I was really looking forward to because I saw the three teams in this group uh, as very even, and that makes it exciting. Uh, Kenya and Namibia, we won't be able to uh, predict. Of course, that would be cancelled. Um, so where do we end up? I guess Cameroon on top? Yeah, so Cameroon with three points from their one game. Burundi with a tie and a loss, but a credible tie on the road. Namibia's played just once. That was their home draw with Burundi. So um, they have the game in hand on Burundi. They both have just a single point each, but we know that game will be uh, against Cameroon. So they're playing away in Cameroon in their next match. Right. So I would say advantage Burundi, especially having uh, tied away. I would agree. And, it, and in a three-team group, it can always come down to goal difference. Yeah. Um, especially if, you know, if they tied in Burundi. So a 1-0 loss to Cameroon is really not the worst of results. They kept the goal difference down. So uh, I'm going to agree. I think the pot four team Burundi now has a, has a real chance. Um, and I think Cameroon of course will, uh, will win the group. Yeah. Good point on, on keeping that score uh, low in Cameroon. And uh, uh, I guess they'll be hoping to do the same thing. Uh, sorry. Uh, they'll be hoping to do the same thing when Cameroon, uh, when they play Cameroon at home. Uh, but that brings us to the end of the podcast. And uh, too bad that uh, Kenya was um, uh, uh, disqualified. I'll have to look into that a bit more deeply. Any closing thoughts, Connor? Um, well, I think it was always going to be an interesting group for second place. And, and despite Kenya 
disqualification. I think it's still interesting for second place. Um, you know, there may be a Burundi or not teams that historically compete at the African Nations Cup, and one of them will be there. Um, yeah, so it's, it's an exciting opportunity for for both teams. So still, still looking forward to uh, to this to the remaining games in this group. Right. Well, if they are there, uh, we'll be uh, taking a look at them in 2023. But uh, thanks for this close look into uh, qualification. And uh, hopefully we'll see you for another podcast in this series. Sounds good. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Take care, Connor. Bye, everyone. Oh, wait. We uh, said we would review the um, uh, the information for uh, uh, finding us. So it's soccer files. I- I'm just going to go with... Um, uh, with what you said, uh, Soccer Files Canada or Canada Soccer Files. Soccer Files spelled soccer with a P-H after it, files, P-H-I-L-E-S. And uh, if you want a direct link to the website, soccerfiles.captivate.fm, and uh, you can find links in the show notes. All right. We Take will care, Connor. See you next time. Okay, bye-bye.